This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson. I'm here with NPR Music contributor Christina Lee. Hey, Stephen. From Radio Milwaukee, Tariq Moody. Howdy, Stephen. And host of the Artemisy podcast, Kiana Faircloth. Hey, Stephen. We are talking about the best albums out today, starting with Bjork and her new album, Fasora. This is the title track. my all-time favorite artist ever, Bjork's 10th studio album. She has been pushing the envelope since her 1993 debut album titled Debut. The rumors were it's supposed to be a dance record, and to <laughs> me it's more it, it, there's dance, but it, it's kind of this chaos <laughs> beauty. It's an album that gets in your headspace. But this album's also kind of a tribute to Mushrooms. Not the mushrooms that I know Stephen might eat sometimes. Oh, heaven <laughs> forfend. <laughs> but it's, it's like there's two tracks. There's Mycelia and uh, Fungal City, which really kind of explains this album, which was created during the pandemic. She was basically DJing to friends in Iceland and just really wanted to be connected. And that's what, like, if you think about Mycelia, it's all about connections. To take it back, I was first introduced to Bjork during the early 2000s at Howard University as a student. My best friend from Arizona was just raving about Bjork. And when I first listened to her, I'm like, wow, this is like a trip, an absolute trip. And this record is just so in line with what we know and love her for. It takes you on this whimsical, rough space ride in a way. And it makes me just think about all the folks that she's influenced with her sound and how she continues to sort of just break ground with how she takes you on this sonic journey. I've been reading all these interviews and Instagram posts. I think this is probably really one of the most personal albums Mm -hmm. from Bjork over the many years. Well, yeah, it was inspired in part by the death of her mother. And, you know, we, it's, it's really easy to listen to this record, and we, we've talked a little bit about it, like how whimsical it can sound and how expansive the sound is. But the lyrics, I mean, you've got songs like Ancestress and Sorrowful Soil that are about grief and about death. In a woman's lifetime, she gets 400 and 
it manages to be this very, very bright sound. You mentioned Tariq calling it a dance record, but there are an awful lot of clarinets on this record mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for a dance record. It's expansive sounding, but inward looking. I love how she pushes the boundaries on every album when it comes to production and sonics. That's Bjork. Her new album, Fasora, is out today. Let's go next to Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs' new album is called Soul Sold Separately. This song is Pain and Strife. This is technically Freddie Gibbs' major label debut, but even saying that just sounds, sounds really weird. Wild. <laughs> He's been around for so long. Honestly, like it comes after in the previous decade, like he's had He's had deals go sour. So as a result, like he had this amazing, amazing independent streak. And I feel like the album, less so than a debut, is more so an encapsulation of all that has made him successful as like this independent artist. It serves as this really thorough introduction to the music that's inspired him, where you got the likes of Scarface, Rick Ross, Pusha T, Raekwon. It honors all the amazing production choices that he's made. The Alchemist and Mad Lib are featured among the likes of Kay Trinata and James Blake here. It's quite the showing for Freddie Gibbs, but to me, it just really cements the appeal that he's had over the past decade or so. As always, he continues to mine his drug-dealing past for inspiration. He casts a similarly weary eye at the music industry, to which he's increasingly called home. You know, towards the end in CIA, he's sort of marveling over the Grammy nomination that he received for Alfredo, which is something that I don't think he ever would have believed could have happened. Like For best rap ago. album. Like, that's for a major, major, album. major category. Too legit to quit, just hit a lick and serve to win a split. Four ways, whole thing. No way I die, old days. No start around your homies, let the niggas make their own lane. And if they can't, they knock you out the box, man, it's a cold game. Shortage on the dope, now this fatty fun in the campaign. Serving big rabbit rosé, pink rabbit champagne. Freshman cover, everybody had their deal except for Kane. A shame, because I still sell crack and I'm in the rap game. It's great to hear how he's been able to achieve that sort of success with his very like singular appeal. I will say the energy he's put behind the marketing on this album has been incredible. The lead up to this release is genius. I mean, he had an infomercial, he had billboards with this mysterious toll-free number to call. Yeah, it's like a hotline. (laughs) Right. I mean, really, it's genius. And I just want to say Pain and Strife is very Bone Thugs and Harmony to me, which is very near and dear to my heart. It takes me back to high school. And I just appreciate, you know, the nods he's giving to those that kind of came before him in the game. 
Yeah, it's remarkable just the number of collaborations and just how clearly how comfortable he is working with other artists, creating this blended sound, and yet his voice really, as with as many guests as there are on this record, his voice is the one you that really, really, really jumps out. This is just a great profile for him. That's Freddie Gibbs. His new album is Soul Sold Separately, and yes, each of those S's is a dollar sign. Next up, let's go to The Bad Plus. The Bad Plus has a new self-titled album out now. This song is Sun Wall. Stephen, you just have a knack for picking the best tracks from the album. <laughs> you really and truly do. Thank That's you. certainly a standout, Sunwall. And what's funny is that this album is self-titled, yet it's their 15th yep. studio album. But their debut in this current configuration that they have, they've sort of reinvented themselves as a quartet. But with that same sort of genre-blending sound, which we know and love from them, they've added to the group Ben Monder on the guitar and Chris Bean on the sax, joining the founding members, Dave King on the drums and Reed Anderson on bass. Maunders has worked with the likes of David Bowie, Paul Motion, and Theo Blackman. And we've also heard Chris Speed with Craig Taborn and Jim Black, whom he grew up with in Seattle. Their last two albums, which included Orrin Evans on the piano, who replaced the founding member pianist, Ethan Iverson. Now the group is Sans Piano, yeah. which certainly is, you know, indicative of the risks they're willing to take with this configuration. And I think this album, you can tell why, you know, they've been used by so many different groups around so many genres because they're giving us so much to work with in the way of sound. And you really can't put them in a box. My first music scene, I was really involved with Minneapolis. And I moved there in the late 90s. And one of the first artists I met, part of the scene, is Dave King. And I became a huge fan of uh, Happy Apple. Oh, and what yeah. he did for that scene, not only the jazz scene in Minneapolis, but he was so integral part of throughout the... Th- he was kind of a thread in the Minneapolis scene. And on that note, the fact that he brought in a sax guitarist makes me think, I wish these guys did it a lot sooner. Like, mm. when they did their Prince yeah. tribute songs and stuff, like, oh, yeah. tracks like Stygian Pools. Like, that track, when you bring in the sax... It just transforms it into some dark, ominous tune. Like, it really... The saxophone and guitars really brings out something completely different in these compositions that I really love, especially tracks like In the Bright Future, the bass, the sax, and the guitar near the end. Oh man, it was it was the cherry on top for me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it is remarkable to me. I mean, I've been following this band for 20 plus years and I really thought of them. I mean, they really broke through in part for their covers, right? Like they mm-hmm. they would do these kind of piano jazz covers of like well-known alternative rock songs or whatever. And it my immediate thought was sort of like, "Oh, that's cool. This is a really this is like this is a really well-crafted gimmick." <laughs> right, <laughs> and to hear how they've evolved and morphed and pushed boundaries over the years, and really truly reinvented their sound, like the piano was so core to it this was. band's sound, and yet you listen to this record, and this is just like a really great jazz record. Like they are very very comfortable, they are very in the pocket here, even as they're like stretching their sound beyond what I had ever imagined it sounding like. And, you know, it's almost like those covers was the hook in a way. It's what drew us in. And maybe this is what they always wanted to be. It sounds like this configuration feels really signature and kind of like home for them in a way. So maybe that was the draw in order for them to really just break out with this sound that they have here. It's exciting to hear. The Bad Plus's new self-titled album is out now. We've got a few more records that we want to play for New Music Friday. But first, let's take a quick break. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Lagunitas Brewing Company. Since 1993, Lagunitas has been challenging the status quo, brewing innovative beer, and crafting stories along the way. Featuring a wide range of craft brews, cult classics, and non-alcoholic options, there's a seat at the bar for everyone. Bring the dog, too. Lagunitas Brewing Company. Because every great song deserves a great beer. It's good to have friends. Learn more at Lagunitas.com. Prime Minister Narendra Modi is the most powerful man in Indian politics. But big questions remain about how he's held on to power. India is really in danger now. All the democratic structures have been compromised. Cyber hacking, mass arrest, and what it means for India's democracy on the latest episode of The Sunday Story from NPR's Up First podcast. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor BritBox, with Sophie Rundle starring in a new BritBox original crime thriller, After the Flood, from the producers of Happy Valley. After the Flood, now streaming at BritBox.com NPR. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson, and we are looking at some of the best new albums out today, September 30th. Next up is Craig David. Craig David's new album is 22. This song is DNA. There's something in your DNA Cause heaven did it right, baby, when you were made You ain't different, I feel sometimes I'll never be, never be the same Every part of me David's latest 22 is named 22 because it's honoring the 22 
years that have passed since its debut. I can't believe it's been 22 <laughs> years. That is we are all getting so old. So old, except Craig David honestly sounds half his age on the record yeah. that we just played, right? With DNA, it's kind of an anomaly because it's a collaboration with EDM group Galantis. Uh, it sounds like it would be out in the 2020s and so, but for most of the album, he is firmly and comfortably in the 90s and the 2000s. In the song, My Heart's Been Waiting For You, he tells this love story about how like, you know, he meets this woman at the club and Show Me Love by Robin S is sort of playing in the background. Like that's a territory where he's firmly in. First, there was you, there was me. We were hanging out one, ten to two, ten to three, till the club shut down. You got a text about some after party. You ain't trying to chill with everybody. But then pretty much also right from the start with teardrops, as soon as that beat kicks in and you hear that he's interpolating They Don't Know by John B., you're just immediately transported back uh, to when he was first gaining fame. And so for the most part, I feel like this album is a very easygoing, nostalgic victory lap for Craig David. One thing I really love to see is how he's brought, you know, that sound into 2022. He's got Money Long on a track who's really been hot and making the rounds these days. Even the nod to Robin S. It just feels like everyone seems to be in this space where they're just trying to make people feel good. And I think he really accomplishes that with 22. Well, it's really worth keeping in mind. I mean, coming at this from the U.S., it's sort of like, oh, he had this big record back in 2000. But he's been churning out major, major hits in the U.K. He is a huge, huge star in the U.K. You know, there's a certain, like, don't call it a comeback (laughs) feel like listening to it. But also, God, picking a track to play from this record, you really can almost needle drop anywhere. It is so, so consistent. He knows his way around these kind of pop and R&B earworms that call on the past but still feel modern. This record feels like such a hit. That's Craig David. His new album is called 22. As always, we're going to wrap up this week's show with the lightning round. But first, we've got one more pick. Shy Girl has a new album called Nymph. This song is Firefly. girl and artist I've been following for some time now. This is her debut album, Nymph, and she's out of the UK. Uh, she's a multi-talented fashionista, 
artist that's influenced everything from 90s pop to dance to artists from Madonna to Sade and the aforementioned Bjork. Speaking of Bjork, <laughs> she's even worked with the producer Arca, who's worked with Bjork. This album is full of playful lyrics and like sexual empowerment. Songs like I'm sorry, Mom. On Coochie, a bedtime story. Oh which is such, I just I can't listen to it. Like it's so catchy and it's so fun, and it's, I just love the confidence of this artist. Another track, Heaven, this pop R&B, light and catchy. And then Nike is like one of my highlights. The production kind of reminds me loosely of Clips grinding. Yeah, like early Neptune, yes. for sure. He told me Nike, just do it. Hands on my breast and my body like he knew it. I tell him later pipe and he blew it. He told me what he liked, nothing to it. Big sack, Big Mac, hit him with the cardiac. I can hear a lot of his influence from Bjork to Mary J. Blige to Janet Jackson. It's, it's such a fun record. Listening to Shy Girl after listening to Craig David, I got very similar vibes in the sense that on paper, if you're just looking at the lyrics, you're thinking like these are like quintessential pop songs talking about relationships and, you know, building confidence and things like that. But it's the way that it's laid over this production, production that's so like futuristic and forward thinking. You're just thinking like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know pop music could sound like this. She just feels really free creatively to me. And it just shows that she's such a boss. You know, this is partly on her label that she founded herself. And it's no wonder that, you know, artists like Rihanna have tapped her for her fashion shows. I think I heard her on a Fenty Beauty commercial one time. <laughs> and I really like that she's showing kind of a softer side to herself with some of the tracks on this album, too. We're really getting a full circle look at who she really is on this debut. The short track, Missing You, was... I just heard Missy Elliott. It was like right. an abstract, experimental version of Missy Elliott. And I was like, why is it only like less than a minute? It need to be longer. <laughs> I really, really miss him. Missing every touch with the loving and the kissing. I just want a man. I just want a room. And I got to hold me down and give me dick when he can. Is it too hard? Is it too much for some? Yeah, that was when I was like, I want more song. Give me more song. <laughs> It's a great record. That's Shy Girl. Her new album is Nymph. We couldn't get to every great album out September 30th, so let's do a quick lightning round of some of the other big releases out today. Christina Lee, give me what you got. I do want to quickly shout out Kid Cudi's latest. It's his 10th album, but it's also the musical accompaniment to his Netflix series with Blackish creator Kenya Barris. That's Intergalactic. But for this particular lightning round, I do want to shout out the fifth and final volume of the Bird Song Project. It's by music supervisor Randall Poster, and it is this sprawling 242-track album of songs and poetry. Think Ocean Vaughn. Think Daryl Hannah reading Pablo Neruda. You know, teaming up with composers like Alexandra Desplat from The Shape of Water. Basically, it's poetry and it's music, both featuring and honoring birdsong. And it's so cool.
Kiana Faircloth. What's your pick? I picked Adam Blackstone's record, Legacy. Although it came out last Friday, I just thought it was so important to mention him because now he's an Emmy winner. And this is his first real like jazz album where he's not only playing electric bass, but upright bass as well. And he's brought so many friends along with him, like Leslie Odom Jr.'s on this one. He's got Terrace Martin, Kirk Franklin, Queen Latifah makes an appearance on the track, The Baylor Project, DJ Jazzy Jeff, and Jasmine Sullivan. Mm. Definitely want to highlight her rendition of Round Midnight, which is absolutely killing and luscious. Lately I find Tariq Moody, give me your pick. My pick is a follow-up sequel to Blue Note Reimagined. This one's Blue Note Reimagined 2. It's 16 tracks of uh, highlighting some amazing UK jazz soul artists. Got a chance to dig into the Blue Note vaults to take on some classic Blue Note tracks. Like One of my highlights is definitely uh, Frank Moody's No Relations cover of Donald Byrd's Cristo Rendentor, which is such that original song from Donald Byrd. It always gives me goosebumps. Also, Charisse takes on Nora Jones' Sunrise. Ego LMA takes on Chico Hamilton's The Morning Side of Love. And it really highlights a UK scene that's really doing some amazing things right now. So one of my favorite country singers on the planet is Ashley McBride, and she's got a new kind of concept album about a bunch of colorful characters in a small town. It's a huge group collaboration with a bunch of other great songwriters and performers, including people like Brandy Clark and Brothers Osborne, Kaylee Hammock. That's called Ashley McBride Presents Lindyville. Also, the singer Tyler Childers and his band The Food Stamps have a new triple album called Can I Take My Hounds? to heaven. It's only got eight songs. It's a triple album with eight songs. Each is performed three different ways. There's a hallelujah version, a jubilee version, and a joyful noise version, all of which sound fun to me. Here's a little piece of the jubilee version of Angel Band. That'll do it for New Music Friday. Christina Lee, Kiana Faircloth, Tariq Moody, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Stephen. It has been a joy. If you want to hear all the music we've featured on this week's show, along with a bunch of other great new music out today, we've got expanded playlists in Apple Music and on Spotify. Search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist in either of those apps. Don't forget to bookmark the Now Playing blog at NPR Music that's packed with song recommendations that'll help you stay caught up on great new music. You'll also want to sign up for NPR Music's weekly newsletter. It's put together by the splendiferous and mellifluous Marissa LaRusso 
show. To subscribe, go to npr.org slash music newsletter. This week's show has been produced and edited by Bob Boylan and Ron Scalzo. From NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Stephen Thompson encouraging you to be well, take a break, and treat yourself to lots of great music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Lagunitas Brewing Company, challenging the status quo and crafting stories along the way. Featuring a wide range of innovative craft brews and non-alcoholic options, it's good to have friends. Learn more at Lagunitas.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. Bridgerton is back, and the Netflix series is as gossipy and over-the-top as ever. I love the dialogue as ridiculous as it is sometimes. Same. <laughs> so ridiculous. And yet- We're talking about the romance and the clothes and the nudity and, obviously, the queen's hair. Listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. NPR.